0: What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down.
1: Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Cohen and Dr. Boca. So you know what that means. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. We are ditching the couch. We're grabbing the mics. We are breaking down all the wreckage. What's up, DB? What's good? Everything's good. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that
2: on a Wednesday that I have... Well, you know what? I take that back. Not everything's good. Everything's fine. And I hate that word. I have a few irritations going on in my life. But everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy. That's all I can ask for right now. So long-winded answers. I'm fine.
1: Okay. Well, yes. good. And we're gonna, you? We're going to roll with the ball. I'm fine too. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You know you know me. I always have some gripes here and there. And it just so happens that when we do like our gripe sessions, mm-hmm. those are the ones that I think other people come out of the woodwork more so. I agree. Than some of the ones that are a little bit more serious, maybe people hide behind the covers on those. But the ones where we're like, are you annoyed about that too? Or like, can I just be a bitch for a minute about this, that, or the other? It resonates. And Absolutely. You we're not reinventing the wheel here, but Dr. Boca, can I just be a bitch for a minute? Sure, I love when you're a bitch. So, like, again, this isn't life changing crisis, but how many of you out there, when I'm outside, we live in Florida. I know our listeners are all over, but it's not the middle of the winter. So, even if you're in the north or the west, it's still hot out, and we're outside a lot. And I'm outside all the time. I do a lot of my exercise in my garage. Ugh, that's crazy. But if I could just be a bitch for a second, I know everyone's got to make a living, but those damn lawn <gasps> mower blowers, okay? Oh my gosh, yes. I just cannot tell you how my blood pressure goes up the second that... Right? like, uh, And it, it just invitation. doesn't stop. It's so loud. And I mean, can I just be a bitch about it?
2: Well, you can totally be a bitch about it. And I'm going to get right on board with it because not only is it that, it's why can't all the neighbors agree on a day? Because just when it's gone from one neighbor, the next day it's across the street and it's the same company. I'm like, you you guys couldn't do it on the same day. You have to ruin two of my days. And if we're going to add that sound, the one that's even more annoying to me... And by the way, on our previous podcast, when we talked about the dog always barking, my dog is petrified of any workman Okay. Any workman, but predominantly lawn, garbage, the people that drive around that do the roofs, that do the HOA stuff, like hates them and barks and pulls me. It's horrendous. Anyway, the garbage, the garbage man, you can hear them all the way down the street. You can hear the beeping. They block the traffic. It is Mondays and Thursdays. It's like, I have to coordinate the time I take Yoda out so that he doesn't see the garbage man, But I can't coordinate it enough that he doesn't hear the damn like "Mm," of the thing and the wheels turning and the truck moving. Oh, it's awful. It is awful. And obviously I didn't get the memo from the dog people that it's supposed to compliment my life, not complicate my life, but it complicates my life.
1: All right. So I get that. The noises outside that we have no control over, it's just beyond frustrating and nails on a chalkboard. Totally. And what's even more annoying is that they let
2: those people in. Okay. But I can't let my TV repairman in, in his little van before a certain time because the guardhouse won't let them in. But these people can wake me up at the crack of dawn and make all their noise. You got me on that one. I'm telling you, you. I know I'm going crazy, but yes, nails on a chalkboard for sure.
1: So there you go. Check mark, Check. check mark, check, 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 check. Okay. So, like, can I just be a bitch again? Anytime you want to be a bitch, Rach, you don't have to ask. So just for a second, I want to be a bitch. So like, have you ever been like, you're calling someone and calling a friend. You just want to say hi, right? You just want to shoot the shit, whatever. They pick up the phone, they say hello. And you're like, hey, Dr. B, you know, what's up? And they're like, hi, you're on speaker. I'm in the car with (laughs) so-and-so. Like, okay. Like, like, what do you think I'm going to give you? Like, where the bodies are buried? Like, we're going to talk about like where Jimmy Hoffa is. Like, relax relax. Okay. I'm not giving away your secrets either, but I, it just drives me crazy. Like, Hi, you're on speaker. So- and so is in the car. Okay.
2: So- okay. I'm going to push back on this one.
1: Oh boy. Okay. okay. I'm
2: going to push back on this one because I would much rather know that I am on speaker and who is in the car than I would them not telling me. Now I would most like them not to answer the damn phone if they're in mixed company. Let's start there. That would be preference number one. But if I'm going to have the preference between telling me that they're on speaker and these people are in the car versus just pretending that they're not there and screaming as though they weren't on speaker, I would go with definitely the opposite of you. I want to know I'm on speaker and who's in the car so I can sugarcoat or say what I need to say in the right audience. Listen to me.
1: I'm fine with that. It's just the way for some reason with me, I immediately get an edge when they say it. Like, right out of the gate, like as if they're so worried that like, I'm going to come out and I'm like spewing dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. It's one thing for my kids. If one of their friends calls while we're in the car and their phone is hooked up to my system and then my kid will scream out, Hey, you're in the car with my mom. So careful what you say. I think it's just when they say careful what you say, at least it's out in the open. So for the listeners out there, if you're saying that to me, could you just add, hey, I just want you to know you're on speaker and -and so-and-so is in the car. So be careful what you're saying or watch your language or whatever. I guess there's just something about that hard stop at like, Mm -hmm. hi, you're on speaker and -and so-and-so is in the car. What are we all so worried about?
2: Yeah. I can appreciate it from your perspective. That one doesn't get it doesn't me get you. the way that it gets you. Maybe our audience feels differently. But I'm going to say you check that box. I'm not going to check it. All right. You. So
1: we're okay. going to agree to disagree. That's fine. So guess what? The other thing I just want to be a bitch about too, that just drives me insane. Kind of the same people who say you're on speaker and so-and-so is in the car are the same people that when like they retell a story to me, they're like, you know, it's really funny that blah, blah, blah. And they, they start every conversation with, you know, it's funny, but or, you know, it's really funny. And and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm a very literal person. Yeah. And I would say nine and a half out of 10 times. I'm like, it's really not that funny. Like, it's interesting, or you're not going to believe this, or I want to run something by. But the whole like beginning sentence of stories that start with it's funny. Do you run into that issue? <laughs> So it's it's interesting. I was going to say it's funny, it's but funny. it's not funny,
2: right? <laughs> so I guess I'm guilty of it. But so thank you for pointing that out. I am guilty of using that. Maybe I think I'm funnier than I really am. Although I do think I am funny. So I don't know. I have to mull that one along. But I know exactly where I experience that. Every once in a while in practice, I will have somebody start off a story with, it's funny. And I'm listening to this story and I am having a visceral... Reaction of, wait a minute, this is so far from funny. And then they'll say it again and they'll be like, right? So it's funny that this is where I'm at now after all this that's transpired. And I'm like, I just have to stop you here. What's going on that we're talking about? It's funny. What about what you just said was funny because I didn't get the memo? And they stop and they pause and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not funny. And I say, yeah. So I think part of us saying that sometimes is a protectiveness. It's a defense mechanism that we have. It softens the blow sometimes, or people are just so habitually saying it in colloquial America right now. I, I mean, think that, I mean, I'm going to say it's that more than they're protecting themselves you know, it all depends on the context of what they're talking about and where they are. But I do think it's one of those colloquial things. It's like what my kids say when they have these damn slang that I can't... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look, I, I sound like my parents, I'm sure. They're like, what is this? You know, that's so rad, right? When we were kids, like, what is that? It's so rad. And so I feel that way when when my son says stuff. And of course, now I can't think of any of the verbiage, because, but all I know is I'm rolling my eyes. Like, what are you even talking about? So maybe it's just that slang, but it is annoying. I happen to agree. It's not probably the top of my list,
1: but it, it is one that I see. Me. Yeah. It just does. I don't know why. And maybe I have bigger fish to fry and I shouldn't be focused so much on that. But it just, it really, it just annoys the hell out of me. You know what else is like, I'm just going to be a bitch about this one because in my work, um, I'm on the, you know, I'm on the phone all day long. All day. And, and all day. So I'm constantly leaving messages and leaving my phone number. And I've already gotten over the fact that that I'm calling businesses and I'm leaving messages and no one's calling me back. And it's kind of like, what if I want to be like your biggest client ever? And I want to give you like the job of the century that you're going to make so much money, like, but you're not calling me back. Like, Forget that. I'm over that. You know right. what? You snooze, you lose. I'll call somebody else. We've talked about that. Right. right. But what drives me beyond measure crazy about calling people is when... I, <laughs> I call, I'm like getting annoyed just thinking about it. And like for it, like, I guess we could role play this out. Let's say you're calling, let's say I'm trying to see how this works so that I can be the annoying person on the other end and you can be frustrated with how I do it. But I guess the long and the short is like, if I have to dictate now my phone number to someone... Okay. okay. Like they have one job to do, which I guess is answer the telephone and write down my phone number. So the first thing I want to know is like the whole, oh, oh, hold on a second. Let me get a piece of paper and a pen. Like right. why it's isn't your the paper and the pen like <gasps> right next to the phone? Of course. Okay? No, of they're course. putting me on hold for that. So that yes. drives me insane. Now, let's say now you were giving me your phone number. Make it up. Just one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Now I'm eight, the person, six, it's seven, my job. 75309. Right? So <laughs> as you're giving me the phone Phone number, the other person is parroting it back as I'm trying to just get, like, right. Again, I'm not giving you the Gettysburg address of phone numbers. It's going to be seven, seven numbers. Okay. <laughs> so give me a number, Dr. Boca. Now I'm taking the message and you're the person. That okay. Needs to, okay. I got it. Go ahead. All right. 8686775853309. Five, oh, 309. Oh, Okay, you, you didn't even do it the right way, which is even less annoying than the way that they do it. But as I'm saying seven, three, two, right, five, two, as I'm saying the five, two, they're repeating back but, the seven three two. Right. So then I have to go like oh, and like stop for a minute yes. and pause. Then I have to repeat the five, two. By the time I get to the last four numbers, I'm so fucking annoyed <laughs> yes. that I'm just hanging up. Okay.
2: So I totally get that. And that shit happens when I'm giving my credit card number to people. Mm-hmm. And then there's that awkward silence. Yeah. awkward silence. There's like that awkward silence where they're either playing catch up or are they going to repeat what I'm saying or not? And then there's silence. And then I'm like, okay, they're not going to repeat it. So I'm going to finish it. But then they're going to start repeating. Repeat and then they yeah. miss the last number. They go, uh-huh. oh, it's not going through. You know why it's not going through Schmuck? Because you were repeating the numbers and weren't listening as I was telling you that you can repeat it back to me at the end that would work but Mm -hmm. in the middle it doesn't work Mm -hmm. so i I get it again probably in the moment it's in my top two but day to day yeah it's one that i've kind of let go i don't i try i try not I say I try not to sweat the small stuff, but there are small stuffs that I can't not sweat. Yeah. Well, and for
1: you, it's smaller than it is for me because this is part of my job every single day with every single call. And it's just a constant. If there was a way that I could say without being a really total bitch to the person on the, okay, I'm going to give you the number now. I don't want you to say anything (laughs) until I'm done. We can review it afterwards, okay? And we can make sure that we're correct. But I don't want to talk and then have you talk over me because it's not going to go well. But I don't have the time to do that with everyone. And they wouldn't necessarily receive it well. No, they would not.
2: But if their job is to answer the phone or in this day and age, we do have caller ID, Mm -hmm. right? So one could get the number off of the screen in front of you. It's just, idiosyncrasies of some people. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's just idiosyncrasies.
1: I know. I'm just saying, listen, if these are our biggest gripes, then we're in really good shape. But these are the things that kind of just, they just get my goat. And here's another one. I had a conversation with someone about this too, and they put me in my place on it, but I don't care. I just, if I could be a bitch for a second, I'm going to be. And let let me tell you,
2: there are people out there I'm sure that are listening. Audience, if you guys want to chime in, A lot of people are nodding their head exactly as you're saying all of these things. So you are not alone here.
1: Okay. So how about this one, (laughs) D-Bay? You go, again, these are not huge problems. Okay. These are first world unpolished problems, but you go in and you want to get a manicure or a pedicure, right? Okay. And the person behind the counter is like, yeah, we could take you. Great. And then they like sort of shimmy their hand and usher you to like where the colors are and stuff. Mm -hmm. And for some reason for me, this is, they say to me, Go pick your color. Yes, okay. there is yeah. something about that phrase "go pick your color" that drives me. I don't want to pick my color. There's eight thousand colors of the... No, I want beige. I want white. Like that's part really? of your job. Yeah, the pick your color, or then when they come up, the lady or the gentleman comes up to get you to like take you back, and they say, "Did you pick your color?" I'm like, "No, no, I-, I didn't." Like, look at what I'm wearing now. Like, isn't that your job to match it up and? It just bothers me. I'm sorry. I just, that just does. so
2: interesting because most people are like, oh, I'm going to try a new color or what's out there or, oh, wait, no. I want to see the difference between this blue and this blue. And I, you watch people like trying it on their fingers.
1: That's so interesting, Rach. And Maybe you want to break this down for me, but even when you said, yeah, and there's people there and they're trying it on and they're testing it out and they're asking the stranger next to them, do you like, there's something about it that it's like, are you kidding me? You're not married to it. It's a two-week commitment. Grab a color and go. It just bothers me. Am I in the wrong on this? Well, I don't think you're wrong or right. I mean, it's how you
2: feel and it irritates the hell out of you. I might say that if we were to take a poll, I think that most likely you'd be in the minority. But I could be wrong. I just, you know, okay, let me go one step further. Do you enjoy going to get your nails done? Or is it more of a chore for you?
1: I think when I was younger, I used to enjoy it. It was a luxury, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't enjoy it. It's a pain in the ass. They're never really on time. You know my issue with time. Kind of like hurts a little bit. It, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't like take a nap like I would when I get a massage, let's say. And then I actually that's annoying too because if it's such a good massage that I fall asleep, I wake up and I've missed the whole thing. And now it's you know eighty five dollars later, I basically just paid to have a nap and I don't remember feeling all the rubs. But the feet, I'm uncomfortable. I'm bothered by it. I don't want to sit and chit chat with the person. who... No, it's annoying. Right. Okay, so that's where I think this whole thing stems from. Like you're just
2: annoyed about having to do this task that is just like, I'm checking this off because I have to be well it's kept. Grooming.
1: It's I'm not going for the luxury item aspect. Exactly.
2: And the people that are stroking it on their finger are more apt to either be uh, appreciating the experience or they don't want to be the ones who are going to have regret that they picked a horrible color afterwards. So they want to make sure that this is the color that they want. But I kind of figured you saw this as an impatient, like check it off the list, in and out. Let's be efficient. Let's get this done. Mm -hmm. And I could appreciate then why a color wouldn't matter. I make my life very easy because I'm not good with a lot of decision-making sometimes, especially when I'm in a rush, which is like 98% of my time these days, which is unfortunate because I really would love to slow down. But I get pink and white acrylics. And I've been doing it literally for 20 years. And my daughter says to me all the time, you're so boring. Why can't you get a color? And I'm like, because this is such a no-brainer. They always look amazing. People compliment them all the time. Even when there's regrowth, you can't tell. And they match everything. I don't have to think about it. My guy knows just do pink and white, pink fill, white, you know, whatever. And I'm done. So when I get to the toes, it's a little bit more complicated. But I am a creature of habit. So I usually stick with one color. So I don't have to make those decisions. But the visceral reaction that you had has to be because you just don't enjoy the experience anymore.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I, we don't have to continue to to perseverate on it. But it just it is something I'll work on it next time I go to try to look at it more as a enjoyable something. And, you know, isn't it wonderful to have all these choices? And also, when I watch other people hemming and hawing over the color, and what do you? It just like, oh my god, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: like, just, it's, it's annoying. Waste
1: time, just make a damn decision.
2: Yeah, I get take it. Take a fucking color. You're but not marrying it. I will tell you that you did say something that is a pet peeve of mine. Okay, when I'm paying for a service, whether it's massage, nails, foot massage, whatever the whatever it might be, hair color, I want to talk to them when I want to talk to them. And this is part of my job all the time is I'm constantly listening to people. And I love what I do when I'm doing it and I'm on the clock, so to speak. But sometimes I just like to decompress and just not have to deal with anybody else's shtick. And I can't stand when I'm, they try to engage in conversation for the 20 minutes that I'm getting my nails done That is a pet peeve of mine. And I'm getting better in my old age of saying, I really just need some downtime right now. I don't mean to be rude, but it's harder when you have a, I'm going to call it a quote unquote relationship with the tech or the person who's doing it. But the fact that you can fall asleep when you have a massage, I can't because they're fucking talking to me all the time. And then I can't even say what I do for a living because once I say what
1: I do for a living, I'm doomed. Everything comes out. Well, with the massage, I wouldn't even remotely make a peep to give them any idea or indication that I'm interested in engaging in in a conversation. So that's, oh, I mean, that see, is that's where we do Okay. With the manicure or pedicure situation, I will tell you that, I guess maybe it's part of like my commitment issues that what happens is I like a tech, not because I want to be Chatty Cathy with them but because I like the work that they do Mm -hmm. but then what happens is they think I'm now like their friends and oh how are your kids and Mm -hmm. did school start again and you know how was your vacation and now I start to say oh god I gotta break up with this person because I don't want to be I mean Sometimes I do want to be a bitch, but other times I I just want to put it out there. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just not looking to engage, but then I feel badly because I'm really the nicest bitch out there. I do have empathy and I don't want to come off like a cold hearted bitch, but I just don't really care. Right. And if I'm now a repeat customer... Maybe now they think we're building a relationship here where really the only thing I'm building is the fact that you happen to be good at your job and I will pay you accordingly, but I'm not here for you know to have a fireside chat.
2: Well, when I do find a tech that I like, it's great. But then sometimes I can't get in with them and I feel like I'm cheating on them. Mm -hmm. It's like this crazy experience. So I have a tech right now who took some time off with his wife. They were having some medical problems. So they've been gone for four months. So I've had to go through my sadness of you know having the best tech gone. And what am I going to do because they can deal my, with my toe issues and blah, blah, blah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I finally found someone who can do my toes. I finally found someone to do my nails. And they're coming back at the beginning of September. And now I feel like I cheated on them, have to break up with the new people, go back to them. It's very stressful. And all I'm doing is
1: trying to get my nails done. Right. So back to my point of it's not really a luxury item. It's a pain in the ass. It, it is. I, I I like people that are quick because I agree. I
2: will take the 20 minutes, but I won't take 45 or I mm-hmm. won't. You know, I it has to be within reason. But you hit on something. And I'm actually not sure if we've ever discussed this. I think we might have discussed this once on um, the podcast. But I get accused of being a bitch all the time. All the time. And I'm the furthest thing from a bitch. Anyone who knows me, I I extend and open myself up to everybody in a healthy way. But I get accused of being a bitch because I have no facial recognition. Have we ever discussed that? I know you and I have discussed that off podcast, but this could actually be very informative to some of our listeners. So I don't have facial recognition. And if I do, it's very limited. Now, one could argue, is this really a disorder or is this something more psychologically going on that I don't want to make the time or be present enough to remember somebody's face? I would say it would be option two, given the fact that I'm a psychologist. However, my father had the same thing. And I'm sitting here thinking
1: like, can I sign up for that? Like, how do I get that problem? Because that would be very helpful for me. (laughs) Well, so one would argue that would be very helpful. I can go on with my life and not,
2: I can come, I can go, I don't have to notice anybody, I don't have to stop and talk in the supermarket. That's great. And that is one plus or pro of it. The con of it is that people experience me to be a total bitch. So I have had people say to my friends, why is, well, they don't call me Dr. Boca in real life, but why is Lori such a bitch? And my friends who understand that I don't have facial recognition, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, she is super nice, like not being a bitch do you know that she doesn't have facial recognition? And they're like, what are you talking about? That's such bullshit. And they're like, no, seriously. And I tell specific stories of some of my closest friends that out of context, I have not recognized them. And when I say out of context, I'm talking about in my town at the gym I work out at and their hair is pulled back. Right, that's not really out of context. Like, I should know one of my closest friends, and I remember being at the gym, and I had told her about this, and I think she probably said, "Yeah, whatever, this doesn't really exist." Knocks on the window, and I'm in the lobby. She waves to me. I awkwardly wave back. She comes out after her class, and she goes, "You didn't fucking recognize me, did you?" And I said, "Well, like, no, but I kind of figured it out." And she's like, "Lori, I'm fucking Indian in Boca Raton." Like, how did you not recognize me? And she's right. Like, how did I not? So I want to thank Brad Pitt because he has come forward talking about this. And there have been a lot of datelines or maybe not datelines, but, you know, 20 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever the fucking show is about this disorder that people have. But so for me, one of my pet peeves is that people think I'm this bitch in town. And it's really that I, Don't recognize anybody, and so to our audience out there, if you ever see me, and I know you, please just have some patience with me because I don't recognize you. I am a voice person. I will pick up on your voice. I will remember everything about you, but I'm the best person to tell something to because I don't remember whose story it goes to. Like I couldn't put it. Oh, that was Rachel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anyway, so you know, there's two sides to the same coin here, but it is it's a hard thing to have, but I can appreciate you wanting it. So I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but I did want you to to know that that exists. I know you personally know it, but I wanted it to be more global than just Lori having this. And I think our listeners, if any of you guys can relate to that, because it does put you in a pickle sometimes. Mm. Especially and It's when weird. You're...
1: And I, I wanted to say something. And I, I just said it's weird on purpose because I didn't want to say it's, it's funny, funny, right? <laughs> but what I was going to say, it's funny, but I said it's weird instead, is that in response to you explaining the spatial recognition disorder, I think my knee-jerk answer to that was, hmm, it's funny. But it's not uh, funny. Right, it's not Even funny. Even though maybe it is a little bit weird funny, like that like that's something that, again, it's peculiar. That's it interesting. Is. That's awkward. That's
2: unpolished. And we, right, I'm totally unpolished, but we say it's funny because yeah. it, you know, now that we're talking about the funny part again, I think sometimes people are just, uncomfortable with something. But they don't know what to
1: say. So that's become the go-to. Yes. I want to tell you something else that I do know what to say. And what I'm going to say is, can I just be a bitch for a second? Of course. Uh, Okay, thank you. I love that you just keep indulging me and letting me do this. But I mean, just a couple other things just want to tell you. Do you think it's peculiar that on television, on social media, all over, there are videos of dangerous things that are happening? Car accidents, murders, if you will, people getting stuck e- being eaten by an alligator. And somehow some asshole is on their phone videoing this, but they're not putting their phone down to go help the poor person that's being killed or eaten. What is that about? I am sorry, Dr. Boca, break that down. <sighs>
2: okay. I wish the audience could see my face right now because this is something that is probably in the top two of my list all the time. Thank you. Okay. I watch these kids getting beat up at school I watch these people on the streets of New York, and I was just telling this story to somebody yesterday. I saw somebody punched a woman unconscious on the streets of New York, and a father and a son were eating right there. Okay, somebody's recording it, and it took a good—I don't know—fifteen to twenty seconds, but that felt like a lifetime as I'm watching yep. this. Before some bystander came over to see if this woman was okay. Now I understand shock; I get shock, but Come on. It is not the most important thing in the world for you to be the only person, the first person, the best person to videotape it so you could submit it to a news station or you could put it on TikTok or Twitter or whatever the hell it goes on to. It is shameful, shameful. We as bystanders are not intervening. That is how we have ruined our society. The fact that it is more important to videotape it than it is to help another human being,
1: shameful. I couldn't agree more, and it does really get my blood boiling just as much as you, if not more, because it's the knee-jerk reaction that people, like, when we were raised, and you'd think just any human being who was raised not an animal in a zoo, right, mm-hmm. that their instinct, or their animal instinct for that sure. matter, would be like a f- stop, drop, and roll if there's a fire, yep. right? That you are taught from such an early age that you help, you go, you seek, you pick up the phone and you call 911 or you scream Absolutely. for And now it's not, guess what? I don't even think that we can pin this on the younger generation because there are adults out there too. Any size, shape, color, race, religion, whatever, that the first thing they do is they race for their, their oh. telephone or whatever mm-hmm. apparatus they're using to record. And it just, to me is something that I can't wrap my head around. And guess what, as the the bystander as the person now that's now watching it being replayed, I'm I'm more concerned about the fact that someone took the time to record it yep. and I have to go back to actually see what it is they're recording because that's where my head goes. Yeah, and
2: and I would say the same thing and it's upsetting to me that we've come to this place as a society. And I wonder why, like, how did we get here? What is going on? And, you know, sometimes I sit here and I say, okay, diffusion of responsibility. Like we've all learned that in social psych class and undergrad, the Kitty Genevieve story, right? That everybody assumes somebody else is calling the police, which is why when you learn how to do CPR, they say, you're supposed to say you. And look up to find a specific person and you say, you call 911 so that we know that there is a specific person taking that on that responsibility to do it. Now you don't even have somebody going to do the CPR, right, to give that person the you go do it. So is it because of diffusion of responsibility? Is it because we as a society get penalized now for helping we get sued, we, you know, we become an object of something. And so nobody wants to put themselves out there. I don't think either of those are really what's happening. I think we've really lost the compassion for human beingism. I don't think that's a word, but it's people, anybody, we are people we are human beings. These people are human beings. Take away any difference, any lack of similarities, any religion, color, sex, gender, whatever. Take away all that. At the end of this, we are just human beings and we should want to help other people. What's the saying? Do unto others as you would want done unto you. Any person who's videotaping this, I want to go up to them and be like, really, would you want someone videotaping this or would you want them to help you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every single person would say, oh, you're right. You know, I should have helped. I should have helped. Well, you know what? The fact that we're not thinking about others and we're only thinking about ourselves is really what's killing our society. At, like you said, across the board, yeah. up, down and side to side. It's age, color, everything. It really is just shameful. I mean, that's the only word that I can come up with. It's like, where did we go wrong with human kindness?
1: I agree. I know. And I wish I had an answer. And the fact that we both agree on that is enough to say that like, sorry that like we're being a bitch about it. But like, you guys are bitches that you're going to sit and you're going to take the time to record something instead of jumping out to try to help or whatnot. Anyway, that being said, let's move on from that. Do you have any others? I have one more. I don't know about you. Anything else you just want to be a bitch about? Because today, everyone out there, to the listeners, we are just asking if we could just be a bitch for a second. Because there's things that just sort of drive us crazy. And it maybe makes us sound like we're being bitchy, but we are. We're just, we want a bitch. I mean, there's a million
2: things. There's just a million things that I could sit here and bitch about. All of them being, like we said, first world problems. I can give you an experience yesterday that drove me insane. And even my husband said, like, what is wrong with you that you are like getting this way? But it was technology is supposed to make our life easier, right? It's supposed to streamline things in theory, It's supposed to be like, oh, do it online so you don't have to write a check and go bring it someplace and it saves you 10 steps. So I had to go online to a new website to register my car for a decal into one of the community agencies in our community. So I had to register my car, my husband's car, and my husband's other car so that we can go through the gate. Okay? Big problems here to go through a gate. So... I'm like, okay, I know every year they need a copy. And normally it's been done on paper, pencil. We bring it in. We just clip a check to it. They give us the decal. It's all done. And by the way, the first one is always free. So keep that in mind. So I know they need a copy of our actual license and our license plate number the make the model in the year of our cars. So what do I do? Me being me, on top of everything, I go outside. I, I took a piece of paper and a pen. I wrote down the three cars. I put them in order so I would know which was which. I went to my husband. I took a picture. I I got mine. I took a picture. I go to download it. Okay. They need the actual picture of the two licenses. Fine. I go to upload mine. Mine goes in. I go to upload my husband's. The file's too big. How is the file too big on his, but not on mine? Our license, exact same size. Then it says we can't take these two files because they're in h e like jpeg they need to of... be in jpeg yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. okay so i spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how do i make this into a pdf yeah. and da da blah yeah i'm like great finally got it now at this point i'm like sweating okay i go in to put the make and model great upload a picture of the license plate upload a picture of the fucking license plate are you kidding me and if you needed the fucking license plate why wouldn't you have told me that at the beginning of the form? Because I already went out there and wrote down the license plate numbers, but now I need a fucking picture of them. So I had to go back out, took a picture of all three of them. By the way, I had already written the number down. So, like, again, tell me at the beginning, okay, come back in, ask my husband for his license again, screenshot it again, because this was before I had figured out how to put it into a PDF. And it took me no joke, 40 minutes. By the time I converted all of the pictures into the JPEG, figured out what I had to, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like I just wasted 40 minutes for a decal on a car to an agency. Also, I don't have to sit at a gatehouse that I might visit four times in the year. I was like, next time, give me the paper and pencil. I will write a check. I will put it in your office and that will take me grand total with driving time, less time than it took me to figure this out.
1: I thought what you were going to say too when you had... I mean, that's some story. I got to tell you. You need to go get a manicure and pedicure. <laughs> totally. And Maybe a massage. Your okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need to do. But that being said, I thought what you were going to say is that when you had to go back outside to take a picture and come back in, that the lag time to do that, a lot of times what happens is like the time runs out yep. and then yep. whatever the application is makes you start from scratch. That's happened I, to me various times. Okay. If that
2: happens, which is a pet peeve of mine. I mean, we've talked about passwords and all of that shit. I mean, it's getting worse and worse by the day. But if, I, if it locked me out, I might have thrown my computer through the window. The other thing that drives me mad is I got a new phone and everything uploaded. It was great. I was like very against getting a new phone because I always have anxiety like you've had about losing everything and what you've had. So you're not the only one. But now I have to go back into every single app and reload all the usernames and passwords of which I don't know them anymore because I've changed them 600 times. Like if you're going to download everything, download everything. Don't just download the app. What good is that to have the app if I can't log into the damn app, right? So that's a pet peeve of mine. Like just download it all or don't download anything, but half-assing it, not a good thing for me.
1: Yeah, see, I'm gonna be a bitch for a second and just say that you lost me on that because that's above my pay grade relative to download, not download app. Maybe because I've had the same phone since 1980. So I didn't know when you transfer over. You have, if that's the case, I, I'm definitely never getting a new phone because I won't some know the, how to do that. Part, yeah, some of them, I didn't know this, but some of them have the logins and
2: the logins don't come with. And I'm just like, it yeah. should have come down from the cloud. Whatever. Technology oh, is cloud. not don't,
1: my friend. On that note, we're gonna wrap it when when you say the word cloud, that, that's our cue to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be a bitch and I'm going to say this podcast is now over. We Love can it. always be bitchy on another podcast and keep going and going and going because I'm sure that as we always say, if we have these issues that we just, you know, can we just be a bitch for a second? I'm sure other people just want to be a bit a bitch for a second. And on Unpolished Therapy, we allow that. So if you guys have anything that you want to share with us that you just want to bitch about, please let us know. You can email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at unpolishedtherapy. You can also find us on Twitter at untherapy. And we always love to hear from you. We want to know if you have any thoughts, concerns, comments, questions. We always love meeting on the corner of Audacity and Advice on Wednesdays. Dr. Boca, I love spending time with you on Wednesdays, but I love even more when you say fuck a lot, which you did (laughs) probably about 23 times in the last 40 minutes. And that's why we have an E next to
2: us wherever podcasts are
1: seen. We have E's next to us because apparently I make it explicit. We are explicit. We are unpolishedly explicit. And Dr. Boca definitely gets the prize today for her (laughs) explicitness. So there you go. You get the gold star. Yay, Yay! All right. Thanks for hanging with me, though, today, Dr. Boca. I hope we unleashed and we got out some of our emotions and we got out our bitchiness. And now we can kind of go into the rest of the day feeling a little de if you will. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Rach. I love when I can just spew to you. So thanks. You can. You always can. And we'll see you next week. Every Wednesday, guys, you can find us here. We are Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. And this has been another episode of Unpolished Therapy.
0: Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.